Well, happy Sunday, church. So good to have you here today. We are starting off slightly a series here today. The man is projecting, is stepping into the future. Um, we're not going to announce the series title because we got Vision Sunday coming next week. Make sure you're here to hear all of what we are going to be doing this next year to further the church and empower the gospel to be known inside of our city. So make sure you are here. But today, it's good to have you. If you want to take notes, write this across the top of your paper. His presence, his spirit. Come on. His presence, his spirit. Have you ever been in that place in your life before where you were in a place, maybe you walked into Target, you're at a store, whatever it may be, you were in a place and you walked in and you, you just felt like, man, there, the, there's the presence of somebody that I know. There is somebody I know is here. I just feel it. I just know it. So you start picking your eyes up and looking like, what is going on? Uh, I remember a couple years ago when I showed up in San Diego, flew in on a flight, walking through the airport, and I had that feeling. There's a presence of somebody that knows me. I, I, somebody knows me. And I'm just looking around like, who is it? But you just feel it. You just feel it. I remember going over to the baggage to pick up our baggage claim to pick up our bag. And right when I walked over there, someone's like, Pastor Brent, what's up? I'm so and so, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I knew it. There was somebody that was here that knew me. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Come on. You ever been there before? You've been in a place where somebody knew you just felt it. You know, oftentimes inside of the church world, people come in the doors, man, they just come into the church and they just have this overwhelming sense of like, I'm, I'm known, this overwhelming sense of, man, I'm just, I, something's going on. I feel something. There's a feeling I feel, right? In this, this place that we can uh, that, that they can't articulate it, but something that we would know that, man, where two or three are gathered in belief and in faith, we know that our God and his presence is there. We know that the Holy Spirit is present. He is there at work, moving. And man, he is in the room. And man, people don't necessarily know, man, ah, nah. It's the Holy Spirit, man. And I'll tell you today, as we navigate, we're going to step into, man, what is the Holy Spirit? What does this look like? So we have a clear understanding of, man, what this is all about. What, what is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? What is the intent of the Holy Spirit? So today, if we start this thing off, we serve a triune God. You know, we have Father God, God the Father. We have Jesus the Son, and we have the presence, the Holy Spirit of God. We serve a triune God, right? The Spirit, His presence. His Spirit, His presence. All the same. It's a triune God, three in one. Number one, if you want to take notes in here, you can write this across the top of your paper. Number one, the Holy Spirit is God's presence. Clarity, clarity on that. The Holy Spirit is God's presence. If you look in the Old Testament, Genesis 1, it would talk about in the formation of the earth, as God is creating, the Spirit of God would hover over the waters. The Spirit of God was already present in, present in creation in order to bring about order and direction for humanity. You fast forward in that, you can kind of, you will see uh, Old Testament writers, when they begin to talk about the personal presence of God, what they would use is a word, Rauk, right? Rauk, R-A-U-K, or A, sorry, I said that wrong, R-U-A, 
K-H, Rauch, and you got to get the on the back end of it, Rauch. And they would use this word speaking about the presence of God. And usually this word, there's a lot of different meanings for it, but it all kind of synergizes or comes down to this, this, this meaning of energy. Energy, this word kind of trying to articulate the presence of God, the personal presence of God as this energy, right? And come on, if everybody could just take a, a deep breath right now. Come on, breathe in. Breathe out. You just breathe in air. What we know is that God breathed into us and gave us life. And what does air do? It gives us life and vitality. It brings life into us. If our blood, you know, if our oxygen is cut off, then we lose life. And in that same kind of thinking, the breathing in of what that is, this energy that we breathe, it gives vitality. It gives life. When God breathed in, he gave us life. It's kind of the same way that you would think about who God is, this invisible quality that brings life and vitality and energy, the, the spirit of God, the personal presence of God brings life and vitality. Much like you like wind, you can't see the wind, you see the effects of the wind. Wind is blowing, you can't see it, but you can see the trees swaying, right? You can see that the same way as wind can be really powerful, the invisible God, the presence of God can be extremely powerful inside of our lives. You can see that, man, humanity, that uh, God would use this power and giving power, the, his presence to people to do specific things. One of, one of the first stories you can read inside of the Bible of a man named Joseph. Joseph, by the presence of God, the spirit of God, was given the ability to interpret dreams you know, in the, in the starting story of the, the formation of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph's dad, in this process, the, the Spirit given him a gift to interpret dreams. And we find inside of the story where Joseph would be put in positions where the Spirit of God would have to be in him to interpret dreams in order to God, for God to do what he needed to do in bringing about his redemptive work. Joseph being in the bloodline of Jesus. Another place that the Spirit of God gave a gift was a man named in, in the Bible. Um, his name was Bethsaelel. Um, but this individual would, would be given by the Spirit of God a specific gift to create things for the temple of God. You know, and I think this is a beautiful thing because I believe today, especially with where our church is going today, let me just go off scripture, especially with where our church is going today in building out the new space of what is to come that God has given by his spirit individual specific talents in order to help build the house and advocate for the church and be somebody that connects and, and uh, uh, uses their gifts and talents in order to build the church. I believe it. God has given his spirit Two individuals with specific gifts and talents to do specific things to make his church established in this city, known in this city, and the message of Jesus to be known throughout all uh, of the people of this city. I believe it. But there was a gift given to this specific individual to do something specific. Also, the Spirit of God was given in the Old Testament to individuals known as prophets. So we've always said around here, prophets go from God to man. Right direction. Let me give you some direction around what God's heart is and what He's speaking towards man. This is what's going to happen. Tell the future, so on and so forth. Um, trying to bring cor correction to man that may be off course with God's plan for their lives. 
and, and prophet God to man, pre preachers, teachers, pastors, what do we? We're man to God. We're going to man on behalf of man. God, would you do this on behalf of them? And that's the difference between it. But God would give his spirit to prophets in the Old Testament in order for them to see the future, see these certain things. Now, what the prophets would see is that, man, God created something beautiful, but in reality, and what was going on, the, the literal things going on, God created beauty, but humanity had corrupted it. God, I mean, the prophets could see that, man, look at what God created, but man, the corruption of man, and that's why they would come with words of correction and uh, uh, to trying to get humanity to turn. And with that, you would find that God would speak of his spirit coming in a future age, and Jesus, the Son of God, showing up in humanity as the Redeemer, as the Savior, as the Messiah to fix the human condition, the problem. And what you would find is that Jesus would live for 30 years, and one of the first acts he would do, he would go to John the Baptist, and John the Baptist would baptize him. And in this story, it says that you visibly could see the, the Spirit of God coming down like a dove and God speaking, this is my son in which I am well pleased. And the same thing that the spirit of God was, was in, uh, intended to do in the Old Testament when the formation of the earth happened to bring order and direction, the Holy Spirit was given upon Jesus to do the exact same thing. Be an individual that would bring order and direction for humanity, redeeming humanity back unto God uh, in its original intent. So the Holy Spirit was given unto Jesus, man, Holy Spirit, presence of God given unto him to do specific things here on this earth. Number, number two, if you want to write it down, uh, you, can, you can write this down. God's presence is here to empower us to live right and at peace. As the Spirit of God was given to Jesus in order to live a specific way, we know the life of Jesus was given to model for us on how we should live. So the spirit of God given unto him is the spirit of God that is given unto us in order for us to live right. Come on, anybody in here, you got somebody that you know, maybe it's a friend of the family, maybe it's a family member. They are the jack of all trades, just the master of none. If you ever have a problem, you're going to call up so-and-so, you're going to call up Will, right? My father-in-law, you call up Will, Will's going to have a solution to the problem. You call up Jose, you know, Jose's going to have a problem, you know, solution to the problem. Who do you, if somebody has that, here's the beauty. When it comes to the presence of God, you can kind of think of it very similar to that. You got this one aspect, uh, uh, part of the triune God that I look at it as, man, he, he, is, the, he is the jack of all uh, trades. He's the jack of all, but he is the master of everything, right? He is the king of kings, or he is the, he's the God of all creation, right? He is the master, alpha and omega, beginning and end. He's the, he's the creator. He's the El Jefe, right? He's the Jefe of all Jefes, right? That's God. And he, he has the ability, multiple different attributes and abilities to do certain things and specifically to what you need. You can call up so-and-so and they're going to have a specific answer to help you to do all kinds of stuff. God is the same way. He has an unlimited amount of resources in order to empower us. He has an unlimited amount of ability, right? He is the limitless God that can do exceedingly abundantly we could ever ask or dream. He is the God that can move specific to our need. 
And the beautiful thing is there's multiple attributes. So let's look at those attributes here. One of the first things I love in Jesus telling us that he's going to send the Holy Spirit, he would say this in John chapter 16 and verse five, number five. He says, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you, are, you grieve because of what I've told you. Everybody's worried, Jesus, ah, don't believe, don't go away. Oh, you're gonna die, don't go away. Everybody's grieving the loss, but Jesus is trying to get their eyes on what is being lost Get their eyes on, man, something far better is coming than me being here. Something far better. So we go on to say, but, the, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. The advocate won't come. The advocate, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit won't come. And if I do go away, then I will send him to you. And what we know is we know how the story goes. Jesus said, Terry, here, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you. And the Holy Spirit comes, this incredible move of God. We'll talk more about that. But the first thing Jesus says is, man, if I don't go, then the advocate won't come. An advocate, you look at this word, champion, counselor, you know, your, your defender, this word has so many different um, so, so many different meanings to it. And I love this, that it's like, I'm sending the advocate to you. You know, I, I've, I've, been, I've been given the Holy Spirit to, to teach you how to live right, but here's the beauty. I'm sending the advocate to be with you. I'm going to send the presence of God to be your greatest champion. What, are, what is he our greatest champion for? To do right, live right on this earth, and live at peace while you're here on this earth. I mean, the life that we want to live, everybody, in the, I mean, we all want to live a life that we're making the right decisions everywhere we go. We're making the right business decision, the right career decision, the right spouse decision, the right timing on having kids, the right, you know, uh, decisions over our finances, the right decisions on our, our everyday living. I mean, everybody wants to live right. And the beauty is, Jesus is saying, I'm going to send the advocate, the Holy Spirit, a part of the triune God presence to be with you for you to live right. He's given unto me in order to do this here on this earth. I'm giving it unto you in order that you can live right here on this earth. I love it. Your greatest champion. Who is your greatest champion in your life today? I'll tell you today, some of the greatest champions I have in my life, they are on our board. That's why they're on our board. Pastor Dustin and Pastor Chris Harrell. These two individuals, Pastor, you are a great preacher. You're an incredible leader. But the beautiful thing is, hey, here's a few things you can shift, change, you know, uh, uh, mix it up a little bit. Do this, and maybe it'll help out with that. They can counsel me. I'm going through this hard decision. We're looking at purchasing this building. What do you think? Should we move forward? Should we not? It's all these variables. Counsel me on how to lead and live that I can keep keep on leading right and living at peace. But they're my greatest champions and some of the best counselors inside of my life. You know, I have, there's a Victor, uh, Victor inside of our church here today. Uh, he, I've never preached a bad message to him. Every message, he's like, you preached an incredible message. This past week, he told me, pastor, you preached the best message I have ever heard from you. The best message, so good. And how you presented that. Man, he is my greatest preaching champion inside of the house. Absolutely incredible. You know, for, for reminiscing on the past, there's Laura Garcia's dad, Greg, Greg Smothers, Pastor Greg's father-in-law. Anytime I get with him, he saw me play football back in the day, saw me as a quarterback. He is my greatest champion on that I was the best quarterback he has ever seen play. Best quarterback, right? I was Johnny Manziel, Manziel before Manziel was even Johnny, Johnny Football. He's like, he's my greatest champion. The beautiful thing is, who is your greatest champion? 
And how cool is it that Jesus says, we're sending the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit here is, is to be your greatest champion. We all have an incredible champion. You're never alone. He sticks closer than a brother. He is with us all the time to encourage us and cheer us on. You're doing better than you think you are. Keep on getting back up. Keep on fighting and keep on moving forward. Come on, we have a great advocate in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, that is here to help us on this journey to live right. Come on, somebody, and live at peace. Amen? So let's look at a few of these other attributes of the Holy Spirit. Another one would be that he helps us when we are in challenging situations, specifically in here, Mark 13, speaking on a challenge of being confronted for belief. And it says inside of here, when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time. For it is not you who will be speaking, but what? The Holy Spirit that will be speaking speaking directly to his disciples that know, knowing they were going to come under fire, they were going to come under persecution. And here's the deal today, you may have offered, you may have situations and challenges where people put you on the spot about your faith. Don't worry about it, the Bible says. I mean, Jesus is saying here, don't worry about it. Trust that the Holy Spirit's going to give you the words to speak in that moment. Stephen had to do this when he was called before the, the, the Sanhedrin, called before the church to give an account for his affairs, like how he was distributing the food. Was he being biased towards one or the other? And in that moment, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came over him and he spoke with clarity about truth. He was stoned to death, but I'll tell you, the glory of God came upon him and they says to the point that his face was shining. I pray today that you would stand firm in your faith, that no matter what persecution comes against you, you would not succumb to say, you know what, I don't know what to say. But you would stand firm to say, the Holy Spirit's here for me to give a good account of my faith. I'm ready in this season. I'm ready in any season because I'm studied up. I'm studied and I showed myself approved. I'm ready to speak clearly because I'm in relationship with God and his presence is here for me to be able to speak in any type of situation. Come on, can we walk in confidence that no challenge that stands in front of us will hold us back from the Holy Spirit speaking through us in Jesus' name, amen? The second thing that the Holy Spirit would do is he would count, uh, the counselor, the Holy Spirit teaches and reminds us of what we need to know and remember what Jesus taught. Come on, there's, there's circumstances and situations that we come into where, man, we need some clarity of understanding, clarity on what God is speaking, clarity on the direction in which we should go. Here's the beauty of what uh, the word would tell us in John 14, verse 26. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate, our greatest champion, as a representative, that is, the Holy Spirit will do what? He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. He will teach you of everything and he will remind you of everything that I've told you. Jesus said a lot on how we should live, how we should conduct ourselves, right? But the Holy Spirit is also here to teach us God's word. And the beauty is that whenever we get into situations where we say we don't know what to do, that's the beauty of the counselor, our advocate, our greatest champion that wants us to live right, make the best decision possible to step into the journey and say, hey, if you're bringing me in through prayer, God, I want your presence. I need you, God. How, speak to me. The counselor, the Holy Spirit will be present to navigate your thoughts into alignment with what truth is for you to make the best decision. 
I can't tell you how many times in ministry, it is a story, I mean, it's the way in which you should live. We should live on a daily basis on Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us in all that we do. Let us do nothing out of selfish, um, uh, fleshly desire, but let us do everything according to the Spirit's leading in our lives. And if we have that mentality and that attitude, the Holy Spirit can speak in to every circumstance and every situation. You know, like the presence piece of it, right? You think about the presence of God. When, we, when he's in there, we will feel and sense the direction we should go. Feeling, man, this is, this is the right thing. This is the right way. This is how it should, be, should happen. So that's the Holy Spirit to be there, to counsel us in to the right direction, the right way we should go. Another thing the Holy Spirit does, the Spirit brings peace in the midst of turmoil. Come on, in the chaos of life and the challenges of life, the Holy Spirit brings peace into the middle of that. Romans 15 would say it this way. I pray that God, uh, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Looking at dire circumstances, challenges that that are in front of you, everything about the dynamics of what you are walking through should bring stress and anxiety. But here's the power of the Holy Spirit that says, man, may the source of hope fill you completely with the joy and peace necessary for this present situation that you are walking through, right? May this Holy Spirit give you the confident hope through the Spirit of God, right? He gives you that confident hope of what? What is to come? The Holy Spirit bringing truth into your life that the circumstance, these circumstances, eh, this too shall pass. It's not as big as what you think. Here's the deal. You got a confident hope. The truth is you got confident hope in Jesus Christ. Your eyes aren't on the things you can't see. Your eyes are on the things of the unseen world, right? We trust in our creator that, man, in the midst of the turmoil, the challenges, our eyes aren't on the hills, but our eyes are on heaven. Our eyes aren't on the challenges. Our eyes are on our creator, right? And beyond, looking beyond circumstance through the power of the Holy Spirit to say, you can do it. You're going to get through this. This too shall pass, right? The advocate on that side of it saying, come on, live at peace. You're in turmoil. Live at peace. I call, I'm here to help you live at peace. In that moment, we can see greater beyond knowing our eternal hope is in heaven. This challenge is going to pass. And even if, man, we walk in this challenge to the day we die, we still get eternal hope. We still get eternal peace. We still will get to a place where there is no more sorrow, no more weeping, no more pain, no more chaos, no more strife. We're going to keep on pressing forward with the peace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us a confidence and a hope and a joy in this present moment through the circumstances in which we're walking in. Another place, the Holy, another thing the Holy Spirit does is the Spirit is the revealer of truth that helps and guides us to understand and interpret God's word. Brings that clarity. Ah, I just don't know. I don't understand. I, just, ah, I need some help. What the Holy Spirit does when the Spirit in John 16 says it this way, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. What is he doing? He is here to lead us into the truth. The, the, the challenge about this is oftentimes we, we see it in the front end of it, what we've already talked about. The Holy Spirit is here to make the right decision, counsel us, the advocate, counsel us into the right decision right now with the circumstances we are walking in. The beauty of the Holy Spirit here is he is here to counsel us also into the 
truth. We live in a world today that is chaotic. It's immensely complex. Where do we put our loyalties? Where, where, what, what do we spend our time on? How do we spend our money? These are all pieces, big things that if we're not making the right decision, we can put false gods up inside of our lives. We can take the very things God has placed into our hands and put them towards things that are just, just against the things that he has called us to do here on this earth. And we're putting towards things that are going to burn up here on this earth, whatever it may be. And we can all of a sudden not living by the truth on how life should be conducted, the things that we should be a part of that's building. We can all, all of a sudden find ourselves in a place where we are living according to a lie, wrapped up in false ideas, false gods, false things, but the Holy Spirit is here to lead us into an understanding of the complete truth. This is what life and living is all about. It's about Jesus. It's about knowing him. It's about being full of the Holy Spirit that you can love him with all that you are, but you can also go and love the world, a broken world just like Jesus is. We talked about last week. That is the truth. You don't put your hope in this world, you put your hope in the world to come and you serve God faithfully with what you have. Man, this is what the power of the Holy Spirit is doing to lead us into truth. And in that, it reveals Jesus, the glory of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, because the lie of the enemy is to step in and undermine the truth of Jesus. Well, who is this man? Was he really real? Who is he? What has he done? Is this really legit? All of that, right? These are all the pieces the enemy would come in to undermine the truth of God's word. And when we have the Holy Spirit that's present, it can speak to the glory of Jesus Christ, the work that he has done here on this earth. It keeps our heart in alignment with what truth is. And man, there's power whenever we have the Holy Spirit in our lives that we stay on point on living right and living at peace. A few other things that the Holy Spirit does. The Spirit, this, uh, the Spirit is our helper, our counselor, and our comforter. We've talked about that. The Spirit is a fruit producer, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we produce, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. It produces fruit out of our lives. The Spirit is a witness, uh, empower, and equipper. It helps us share our witness, as we talked a little bit about a second ago. And the Spirit strengthens us in our weakness. It empowers us. Whenever we are weak, man, he is strong. He can lift us up to overcome. Now, we've talked a lot about what the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit can do. We've talked a lot about that. But here's the deal. The triune God, the presence, the Holy Spirit sent to be our advocate, the Holy Spirit having multiple different attributes to be something unto us isn't just for us to know, because we can know all about it, it's something for us to live, something for us to access. It's something for us to apply into our lives, take hold and live, live right and at peace. It's something for us to take in. You know, I was just talking to a guy the other day and in our conversation, it's more of a business conversation and things that were, that were that's going on inside of the church and things that we do and uh, not to get into those details, but he was, he pretty much said, you know, um, uh, resources are unlimited. You know, money's unlimited. You know, just tell me what you need. What, tell me what you want. And all of a sudden, I put a number on it and I uh, said, hey, this is, what we, this is what we would want, X amount of dollars. And all of a sudden, there became limitations, right? All of a sudden, there was a limitation. Well, actually, what I can do is, uh, you know, and started backing up. He, he started with the blank check mentality. And as soon as I put some context to it, then all of a sudden, he closed it and was like, well, actually, what it is. Now, here's the beauty. We serve the limitless God. Come on, the God that owns a cattle on a thousand hill. He is limitless. His heart, he loves us. He wants the best for us. The advocate is here to be our greatest champion that we can live the best life possible. He 
is unlimited in what he can do. He is limitless in what he can do. He can be exactly what you need right here today. He can be exactly what you need. So my question to you today is, in speaking of the Spirit and what he is here to do, my question is, how do you need the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, to show up today in your life? What do you need him to be? Do you need him to lead you into truth because you feel like your faith and your belief is slightly off? Do you need, do you need the truth to come in and say, "Now nah, this is an absolute. You've allowed the lie of the enemy, thoughts of the enemy to step in, and now it's undermining your faith. Let me hit it with some truth. Maybe today you're under circumstance and challenge and struggle and pain, and you need some peace in the middle of that, and the Spirit of God can come in and give you some peace. Maybe today you just need a counselor, somebody to walk you through, like help you navigate. And you can say, Holy Spirit, I need you right now just to counsel me, give me the right direction, take all the variables that are out there, all the, all the conversations, all the aspects, all the pieces. And God, can you pull a matrix with me? Come on. Can you pull a matrix and bring it all together so I can see it clearly? Come on, whatever you need him to be today, he is more than willing and more than happy to do it. What are you asking the Holy Spirit to do today? He's limitless in what he can do for you. You know, one of the, the things that the Holy Spirit, the last thing we'll talk about here today is the, what the Holy Spirit is here to do, to lead us in a specific direction. Number three, if you want to write this down, God's Spirit is here to love us into right relationship. God's Spirit is here to love us into right relationship. How many of you guys have ever watched the show 90 Day Fiance? Anybody ever seen the show 90 Day Fiance? 90 Day Fiance. It's the craziest thing. Two individuals in 90 days got to make a decision, are we going to get married or are we not going to get married? And they're two different individuals from two different worlds. And oftentimes what you find in this story, and I think it's meant to be this way, is one person is way out of the league of this other person. I think that's the tension they're trying to create on this show. It's like this person should not be connected with this person, but you got 90 days to figure it out if you're going to move forward. And it's interesting inside of this story. I mean, anybody ever met somebody like that? You're like, uh, this person is way out of this person's league, right? You're like, ooh, you're like, how did that happen? And then sometimes what I've heard in these stories, when, when these two people are together and like, this person is like way out of this person's league, oftentimes this guy has some game. We'll just say it that way. Like this guy has stepped in and tremendously loved this individual. And this individual, it didn't matter. The looks don't even matter, right? Usually it's like, like the girl is like has it together and the guy's not all that. But man, this guy has stepped in and like loved this girl. She was in a broken space and place and he just stepped in and it was exactly what she needed. And in that, you know, oftentimes these individuals like, man, the relationships, the dynamics, like, whoa, like how does this work? 90 day fiance is like, oh, turmoil, I mean, it's challenges and oftentimes they don't work out. But imagine you take that concept of like somebody being way out of somebody's league and somebody that... Uh, um, uh, comes in and says, you know what, I'm, I'm way out of your league, but I love you. Way out of your league, but I love you. Man, anybody would be like, wait, what? I mean, think about like the craziest 
Don't think about that. Okay, think about um, somebody way out of your league and, and, and would come to you and say, man, I love you. You, you kind of flip that conversation. It's kind of like what Jesus has done for us. Way out of our league. A man of extreme righteousness, extreme grace, extreme love. And he shows up on the scene for us and says, I love you. You know, in that relationship, this person that's way out of your league comes and says, I love you. You're going to be like, oh. No, but here's the deal. I love you. I don't know why I just love you. Something about you, I just love you. You would probably say, oh, I probably need to change some things to get, to, to qualify for this, to like meet the, the expectations. You know, they, they, said, they were like, hey, man, I love you, but here's the deal. You, you don't shower very well. Like you don't shower very often. You don't, you don't put yourself, like you, you need a haircut, right? You, you probably need to like think about what you're wearing, like flip-flops and, and shorts and a tank top. Um, it's probably not best look for you. Uh, you're, you're in your mom's basement right now, buddy. You're in your mom's basement right now, and you have no direction inside of life, like no care. Uh, you're just playing video games all night. I, I need you to elevate your level of living. I, I love you. I'm way out of your league. They probably wouldn't say it that way, but I love you. I'm way out of your league. Man, something, but, but you gotta, you got to change. It's a lot like when Jesus steps into our world. It's like, <laughs> the way you're living doesn't, doesn't qualify you for my love. But here's the deal. I have a heavenly father that loves you. I'm a part. I'm, a tr I'm in the trinity. I'm, I'm, I am God's representation. I am him, bodily form, here on this earth to, to give God's, God's heart for humanity. I'm here and I love you. But here's the deal. I love you so much. And in this love relationship, will you move beyond the chaos you are living in and begin to move in the direction of right living? Would you move in that direction? Would you go from the chaos and this love relationship and, and begin to move forward? Not by works. This is a work conversation. This is a love conversation. This love, I want to meet your expectations. This love that we, I want, I want to meet your standards, right? You got a higher standard than my living here. I want to meet that because I love you too. It's a beautiful thing. You know, Romans 2 would say it this way. Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Can't you see? I mean, Paul's trying to, I mean, writing this saying, I mean, don't you see that, that like, like all of this that is being done, like the love of God that is being expressed to his kindness for you, don't, don't you see that, that this, he, the purpose of it is to raise your level of living, to get you to turn from your sin, for you to say this relationship is greater than the sin in which I'm living in, so I'm turning in a different direction. It's a love relationship. The Holy Spirit, the, the love relationship, he's leading us into a love relationship of right living. That's the, the, I mean, the, the intent that God has for the Holy Spirit upon humanity, leading us into a, by a love relationship into a right relationship with God where we elevate our living to meet his expectations. I love that it's a love relationship, and I love that it's not by force. 
This is of our free will. You love me out of my league. Man, I got to elevate myself to your level. I'm not there. I'm living in sin. But man, you called me to holiness and righteousness. I got to get on that level. I love that it's not by fear and or force, but it's by love. Yet while we were sinners, he loved us. A profound um, quote that I saw this past week is uh, Napoleon would write this. He would say, Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires. But on what did we rest the creations of our genius? He says, by upon force is how we've done it. Upon force, we've rested our genius, the creation of our genius. He goes on to say, Jesus Christ founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men, and I would say at this moment in time, billions of men would die for him. What is he speaking to? By force, we've created something. But force doesn't last. Love does. The empire of Napoleon has come and it is gone. The empire of Caesar has come and it is gone. But the kingdom of God is still living and it's living by the power of love. Amen. The presence of God through the power of his spirit coming upon men and, and, and loving them, gracefully finding them, empowering them and strengthening them into a right relationship with him. Then we say, you have done this for us. We will do this for humanity. You've done this for us. We give our lives willingly for you. I think it's such a great statement on the relationship we have towards God. The Holy Spirit is here to lead us into right relationship. So when we walk into church, man, we feel the presence of God. More than likely, there's going to be conviction that comes with it. This conviction is like, man, I am off. We walk into our homes and we're not living right in our marriage. Conviction, ah. Now, we can completely reject that and turn away from it and all of a sudden walk away from the vows of our marriage because we've seared our conscience towards the covenant that we've made. And that's the same thing that could happen inside of our relationship with Jesus. Jesus would say this in John chapter 16. He says, and when he comes, speaking of the Holy Spirit, this is what he says about the Holy Spirit. He will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness, the right living peace and of the coming judgment, the future state that one day we will give an account. Verse number, nine, the, verse number nine says this, the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me, Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Messiah of the universe. That is the world's sin, right? We reject Jesus, only one way to God. If we reject Jesus, the world's sin is we, we don't believe in Jesus. Number 10, righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. The Holy Spirit has come to convict you. That's the point. The Holy Spirit has come to convict us inside of our lives. And what else does it do? Conviction of sin, and it's here also to reveal God's righteousness. What is the right way to live? You know, conviction, that conviction, man. If, you, if you're in a love relationship, you feel this conviction. You know you are off. Ah, you want to do everything in your power to change, to shift. That's the power of God, the presence of God, here to convict us, to get us to turn from our selfish way of living, turn us to turn from sin, walk away from it, and turn towards God. And that relationship, man, it's a slow walk, and man, there's things that come along with that, but the first thing is to say, you know what? 
uh, the Spirit of God has stepped into my world and it's a love relationship. And man, he is way out of my league and he stepped in and found me. And because of that, I'm raising my level of living to meet my, his expectation. And this conviction is revealing where I am off. This conviction is revealing that, man, I'm, a, I'm, I'm living in my best basement, waking up every day in sandals and wearing a tank top. And man, I'm not meeting the expectation of the, the one that which loves me. Man, this, this conviction gets us to say, we're turning our mentality. We're turning our lives around, and we're heading in a direction to meet the expectation of God's righteousness. And the Holy Spirit, man, part of the triune God, this beautiful thing that is here to empower us and strengthen us to live right, live at peace, but is here to convict us so that we can live in right relationship with our Heavenly Father. Live in right relationship with our Heavenly Father. You know, I love how Monsters, Inc., in this story, Monsters, Inc. is a story about fear and getting energy from fear and stepping into these kids' rooms and, ah, and then we got the energy to do these things. But in Monsters, Inc., what would they, what would they come to find out? Monsters, Inc., they would come to find out that love is greater than fear. The whole story would wrap up and we started in fear, but we found out that love is greater than fear. Let me just tell you today, love is greater than fear. By your own will, your own volition, your own decision, saying, you know what? I feel the conviction. I'm in the presence of God, and I feel this conviction. I feel the love because I am known by my heavenly Father. I feel the conviction because I know I'm out of alignment with this relationship, and I feel myself coming into right relationship with my creator. Man, Jesus has breathed the spirit upon us to go and live and bring peace upon earth. Go and bring truth upon earth. Go and help people find right relationship with him. But it starts with us. If you're in this room right now and you don't have right relationship with God, you haven't allowed Jesus Christ, the, the savior of the world, who's paid the price for our wrong decisions that haven't met the expectations of God, he paid the penalty of the debt we have because of it. If you haven't allowed him to forgive you of your sins, cover you in his death and resurrection, now's the time to do that. Respond to Jesus today. Come on, Jesus' spirit is his presence, and his presence is here to do something specific.